Welcome to Move the District, where you can find the best ways to stay healthy, stay moving, and stay informed in Washington, D.C. Now, more than ever, we have a wealth of information and opportunities to live the high-performance, pain-free life that we want. My name is Dr. Mike Yasson, and my goal is to show you the backstories behind the individuals and businesses that provide these opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. Now, let's move. Move the District is sponsored by Big Leap Performance and Rehab. At Big Leap Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to BigLeapPerformanceAndRehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. All right, welcome back to another week as we inch closer to the big 5-0. We are here at episode 49, and this is going to be a great one, guys. So buckle up, hold on to your butts. We got a great one. Uh, today, my guests are Justin Hunter and Kara Holinsky. They are the co-founders of Outfit Class DC, which is a platform for instructors to host indoor and outdoor socially distanced workout classes. Guys, welcome to the show. A novel concept for a novel time. <laughs> yes, yes, the world we're living in. Yes. Thanks so for having us. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to have you guys on here. I feel like I've, I've been seeing you guys uh, around, you know, the social media landscape here of the, uh, the DC fitness scene, and, uh, and, and now I'm, I'm glad we, we finally got a chance to uh, get on. Awesome. Excited to chat. Excited yes. So. Let's dive into it here a little bit. And uh, wh- when did where did this come from? You know, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic here, and you guys decide to start a fitness business. Yeah. So um, when we were huge fitness class fanatics before the pandemic started, um, Kara used to work the flywheel. We were we just loved classes. And then when the pandemic started, when we were all cooped up at home, really missed our classes quarantine five, like many people. Um, and when the prospect of it not being over anytime soon kind of settled in like last year, maybe April, May, when, you know, I, I think when a lot of us got sent home in March, we were like, Oh, we'll be back in two weeks or, you know, life will be back to normal, you know, pretty soon. We quickly realized that wasn't happening. We're like, we need another option. Um, and we kept seeing all of these like fitness classes pop up in parks all around DC. We're like, how do I sign up for this? I'd love to do this. And they were like impossible to find. Um, you had to like go find somebody's Instagram handle or whatnot. It was, it was just, it was too hard. It was the wild west. It, it was, was the wild, wild west. That's, that's yeah. what it was. It was just absolutely wild. Yes. Yeah. No. It was, and when one of the days we were in Meridian Hill Park, there was like seven fitness classes going on or something like that. Oh my god. Like a, yep. It had turned into a gym effectively. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we were like, why isn't there just like a website for us to kind of find all of these things? Like it'd be, it'd be great. Um, It'd be, you know, a lot of people probably are like us. Um, we weren't, we weren't completely sure. So we just kind of built a website for it. And we actually, you know, DM'd a bunch of instructors like, Hey, would you host a class with us? A lot of no's actually Emma, who was uh, one of your, your guests recently was the first one yes. to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out Emma Gacklin. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, and she hosted our first class with, uh, uh, outfit class in October. So nice. it's been six months and kind of off to the races. Six months and here we are. Yes. Now, 
did you guys ever think you'd own your own business? I think so. Yeah. I always thought I would, would start a business. I never thought it would have been a fitness business. I, even though I was an athlete in college, I never like, I was never like a workout fiend. I was never like the guy who was going to start a gym, um, right. but I don't know, just like the world changed and, and here we are. Now talk a little bit about your beginnings in, in, in fitness. Now, I know Justin, you were a football player, Kara, you played basketball, right? Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about your journey from an athlete to then becoming, you know, a fitness participant to now the owner of a, a fitness program. Yeah, I think that growing up doing sports and playing sports competitively in college, the only way we knew how to work out was in groups. <laughs> and so I think that right. um, a lot of former athletes kind of gravitate towards fitness classes where it almost feels like it's a team. And so that's why we think that we've found this week and even non-athletes, I think that just being able to work out and have that community and be able to do it together is something that's really powerful and helps people achieve whatever they want to achieve. Um, so I think that growing up and always having that as like a constant force in your life, you graduate, you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, so it's a Absolutely. very natural transition into the real world and trying to work out sustainably without doing sprints and get on the line is the only way that you work out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I know because I, I played baseball in college and I know that once baseball, my senior year of baseball ended, that was it. Like I was like, now what do I do? Like I, yeah. I, I was I was a NARP as I think I, you know, <laughs> I think we were talking about that with uh, with Gabby Lubin recently, where, you know, once you graduate and you're like, what do I do now? Where do I go? And so what did you find Work, work for you guys when, when uh, you uh, hung them up? Yeah, I went and worked for Flywheel um, okay. in large part for the free classes. It was unlike, like spinning was just this crazy thing with the music and the lights and everyone moving together. Um, so I very quickly became infatuated with that. But it was kind of like any workout class I could get my hands on, I was really into. Um, just awesome. because, yeah, being a NARP is is a whole foreign concept and comes comes quick. There's no more enemy. There's no more opponent. It's not like let's beat Babson. It's like what am I doing? Yeah, the 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 rivalry ends and then it's it's just you and like mentally like how do you find that that motivation to like get out of bed and go to the gym? Like I remember when I when I first finished playing baseball. I think I must have taken at least like six months off from like lifting legs. Yeah. I was like, I don't need to lift legs anymore. I just want to be jacked. I want to have big shoulders, big chest, <laughs> and I do some bicep this curls. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was the summer too. I'm like, yeah, no, like this is, this is, this is all I need. And then at some point later in the summer, I was like, all right, maybe I should. Yeah. I, I, I work in the health world. I was like, I guess I should lift legs too, I guess. So, <laughs> but, but you know, that was, that was it, you know, maybe it's like a little bit of burnout, you know, factor also, yeah. but but yeah, like there's like that motivation where like, it, it's funny how our motivation through life changes hmm. for working out where when you're growing up, it's like, you know, I want to be the best at my sport. I want to play yeah. sport. I want to make the team. I want to play in college. I want to whatever. And then it's, you know, maybe it's, you know, you find a different motivation than maybe it's aesthetics. Like I was saying, like, maybe it's like, Hey, I want to look good naked. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And, and then it becomes, you get older, like when you get to be an old man like me, it's like, hey, like I want to be able to squat for a long time. I want to be able to do yeah. these things for a long time. And, and focus turns to like longevity. And so mm. 
mm-hmm. I don't think everyone necessarily has that same journey, but it's, it's funny to find people, you know, on that different, uh, journey. And some people never get off the competitive, uh, wheel, yeah. you know, it's always, it's competitive, it's always competitive, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, you're, you're, you're on the field still, or whether you're trying to beat the person on the, the, the top of the leaderboard at the flywheel, or, you know, you're running marathons, the competitive thing always sticks uh, for some people. But uh, for me, I think I, I found, I was like, eh, I think I've, I think I'm good with comp- competition or at least competing against other people. So yeah. I'm with um, my, my brother is the number one testament to that. He like still plays in his rec leagues in New York and every game it'll be like, I had this many points, this many assists. Everyone's <laughs> got to be a gym class. There's always one gym class hero. Yes, exactly. Which it works well for him. It's something to work towards. So Hey, exactly. Absolutely. It's, it's that motivation. I mean, you know, it's one of the things we, we try and find here at big league is what's your motivation? You know, like, a lot of people will come in with back pain, right? And it's like, well, my back hurts. Okay, well, well, what do you want to do? I want my back to stop hurting. Why? Why do you want your back to stop hurting? Well, I want to get back to running. I want to get back to yeah. CrossFit. I want to get back on the golf course. And and then, you know, you find those motivations. Everyone has them. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out what exactly that motivation is. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for real. For sure. um, so now, how did you guys get connected? We've been friends since since college. Okay. Um, we have always, it's super weird. We went to school a mile down the road twice. So we both grew up in Michigan. Okay. Um, I uh, went to high school a mile from her. Um, and then in college, I went to Harvard and she went to MIT, which was wow. literally a mile apart. So we've always somehow been a mile apart. And uh, randomly in class, we, we like just met and we're like, you look familiar <laughs> and like we've somehow at that point had been like a mile apart for five years at that point and it's still never met so really mutual friends yes yeah. wow so you guys met in in boston mm-hmm. we did yeah okay and you're like hey you look familiar yeah. you, must be, you must be from michigan <laughs> yes doing a lot of the hand and pointing yeah. out where we live <laughs> yeah oh uh, is it wait is that something people do is they hold their hand up and they're like this is michigan Yes. I, I, I've never heard that before, but that now that I'm looking at my hand, that looks like the great state of Michigan. Eerily wow. similar, some yeah. would say. Yes. <laughs> are yeah. you guys, are you guys, were you guys rivals? No. Definitely not. No. Um, not in high school or college. He refers to MIT as the trade school down the street. <laughs> not so affectionately. Uh, all right. So, so not, so not rivals. No, 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 no. Different leagues. We also in high school, we were class A, you were class B. Yes. Yeah. Kara also went to an all girls school. So we I were, did. We were not. Gotcha. So you were not rivals. Okay. No, fair enough. no, no, no. But the girls team a little. Yeah. No. The girls teams were good. Okay. But yeah, but okay. Fair enough. Um, and then, and then you guys went to Boston and you guys got connected in Boston. And then, and then what made you come down here to DC? Yeah. So I used to work at Capital One, um, and then when we we started the company. Kara kind of moved down. Gosh! So wait, you so when you guys started Outfit, you were still living in Boston? No, uh, I I lived here. Um, yeah. Kara lived in New York. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yes, and gotcha. we kind of reconnected over like building this. I was like, I Kara builds the whole website. Kara is like the technical expert of Outfit and builds okay. everything. So. 
uh, that was certainly not going to be me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's 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 for, that for me too. I like just kind of like plug and play my website. And I'm like, this this isn't working. I'd probably need to hire somebody to do this. So yes. that's nice that you have someone who has those kind of technical skills. Yes. yes. Uh, so so you moved down here when then, Kara? Um, in March. Yeah. Oh, so literally in the middle of COVID. Yeah. When it was also New York peak, was like, the hot spot. Oh yeah. yeah. And so you moved down here. Was that was that a result of outfit, or was that because you were you were already planning to come down here? A result of outfit. Yeah. Nice, nice. So then you guys started this crazy little workout platform, and talk about how you were able to get other instructors on board. Cause Carrie, I know you said you taught at flywheel, but are you teaching classes now for I was, I was a front desk at flywheel. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you taught place. classes. Oh yeah, my yeah. bad. She was kind of <laughs> Rocky style training though. She was, she's in was, her classes. She was, was like working her way up to the, okay, to the bike in the front. Chill, chill, she'll chill, she'll chill. get there one day. No, one day will reopen. <laughs> oh wait, they're not real. Long story short, I won't. So that day's not coming. Um, okay. Yeah. So, well, all right. So, so let's talk a little bit here about you guys, you know, start this business. Neither one of you have ever taught a class before. No. So what, what makes, what, what went into finding, you know, providing a good experience for people if you've never been on the other side? Uh, I think that's like, I think for us, that's one of our superpowers is like, we've never taught a class. So we never tell anybody how to teach a class we just help people teach classes and that like is our business in that we like we empower people to do their own thing and do that as you know as successfully as possible and we want to create a bunch of like a huge like just massively increase the amount of like good fitness jobs there are in the world um because it's such a it's such an important thing and encouraging people to move but uh we have never taught a class never aspired to teach a class but we like deeply respect the people who do and want to enable them to, to do it in the most fulfilling way possible. And I think the other thing that we learned is like not being on the instructor side, but being on the participant side is that like everyone has preferences too. Like people will have different styles that they like. Some people want to tell you, you suck today, go harder. Other people, they want a dance party on a bike. Um, so I think that that's another really exciting thing about the platform is that everyone can have their own preferences um, and instructors do their own styles. Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. I think a lot of times with a lot of these um, studios, it's like everyone has to teach the same way, everyone yes. has to dress the same way, to say these like special words, and you know, hey, no, no, no shame to to those guys. It's it's a all part of the experience, right? But uh, you know, creating a platform where I think instructors able to be themselves ultimately then translates to the best possible experience for the class participants too, as well as the instructor. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's so many niches that don't necessarily fit into a big box gym that people love. Um, there's like so many people have like reached out to teach with us that have like teach all different types of things and have all different types of styles and all have their own followers and are just kind of looking for a home. So there's just so much out there um, that just needs a little bit of infrastructure to kind of help them out. 
Yeah. And I think, I think like we were saying before we went live, like, you know, the rise, this has been the rise of the fitness entrepreneur. You know, I think, you know, people are moving away from the big boxes. People are moving away from, you know, just in general being employees and realizing like, Hey, like I only want to rely on myself to make it. I don't want to have to rely on X or Y or Z to, you know, make sure I get a paycheck and put food in the table. I'm going to go out there and, and, you know, do what I got to do. Cause I think, you know, I think the fitness industry always has a reputation for hustling and scraping and clawing. But at the same time though, it's always been like, you've always had like, you could fall back on the gym or you could fall back on a studio. And, and then it was like, well, gyms are closed. Studios are closed. What do I, what do I do? People still need to work out. And you guys are like, Hey, come on down. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, and so when you started, you know, putting together this platform, what were some of the things that you guys were thinking about in terms of, you know, attracting some of the, you know, top tier instructors? Yeah. So, when we started early, it was like, I think there's like this, like we had this grandmaster plan, but I think a lot of it was just like every day, how can we be helpful? Like, what are, what are the things, how can we be 1% better every day? Um, so whether that's like, Hey, how can we find a great venue for you to host a class in? how can we, you know, help find more people to, you know, come to classes. How can we make the website better? How can we make it more clear? What is so unique and special? Um, and like every day, just getting a little bit better um, along that spectrum. We didn't have this like grand vision that we were going to build this like large company. It was when we started, it was, I need a fitness class. And then over time, we've just like, as we've talked to instructors, we've been like, man, this is really nice. I feel like I'm kind of my own person for the first time. Um, I'm making more money. Like, this is great. We started like kind of figuring out what exactly the problem was we were solving and are, and are super excited. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I I think, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with servant leadership where, I mean, that's what it really sounds like is, you know, you basically flip the organizational, uh, structure upside down and you guys are like, Hey, what can I do for you? And I think that's ultimately, you know, how, you know, I, I, what I strive to do here at Big League is, is, you know, how can I make, how can I help, how can I support you guys to be your best self? Because no matter how good I am, is it, it, still going to fall short in the long run, mm-hmm. you know, overall as, as a company, if, you know, everyone else isn't happy and, and getting the things that they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so then you guys... Was it one of the things where uh, you said Emma was the first person you had who who did the class? Did you guys then, um, what, once you got her on board, did you reach out to other people? Did people start coming to you? What was what was the uh, the progression like? Yeah, I think we we did reach out to some people, uh, but I think for us, it has to be ninety percent came from referrals. It was like, hey, I had a great experience teaching with these guys. Like, I would love to teach with you guys too. Um, it is like, we've done so much outbound marketing. Um, we've tried and we're like insta DMing people, but like ultimately the thing that, that like has helped us get instructors is like, Hey, I like really like teaching here. Like in like, you should teach here too. Uh, so that nice. is. If you built the graph, it all kind of starts with Emma. <laughs> and then Emma refers three of her friends. Wow. And then those friends refer friends. Yeah, it's like completely tied yeah. to, to Emma and then like the chain of people from there. So 
love it. Shout out to Emma. Yes, again. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's I mean that, that's that's what you want though is you want people who are fans of yours, right? You know, you want to you know create a, a community both you know on the employee side as well as on the you know uh, member side, people who who love the product you're putting out, yeah, and absolutely. and so. You know, what were some of the things you went into with those instructors or you were like, you know, these are, the, you know, this is, this is what we can offer you and, and how, how can we, you know, make your, you know, how can we make this better for you? Yeah. So for us, it's like sat at the, it's always sat at the intersection of like nailing, helping them nail that in-person experience. And then also the technology front. So for us, it's been, we will help you find um, and in COVID times, they have to be outside just with where the world is going. And we like, we held, we held classes through the winter outside. Like we got heaters, we made it work and like kind of doing the best with what we could to, to help give instructors a space, but then also like always trying to find things that we could solve with technology to, to kind of make the experience that much better. It's like little things. Like one of the things we always saw with instructors was like, they would go on Instagram and be like, hey, what do you want to hear today? And it's like, why don't we just embed that on our site? And you can just submit a song request. And then, you know, after you take a class, you get the playlist sent to you. Like things like little things like that, that we saw that a lot of instructors were doing and just making all of those like little things easy and making it engaging for participants are just like just a little bit every day. I'm just trying to trying to build on that. Nice. Talk to me about the the real estate experience of of trying to find places. You know, whether it's a park or a a, 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 a roof deck or, or or you know backyard or, or what what was that experience like going going through and and finding places that were like, yeah, we'll 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 let you host a class here. Yeah, it's it's been hard. Parks were easy, but the experience is it is what it is. It's like you're in a public park, so like it can be sometimes it's amazing and it's free. Sometimes you get like eight, seven year olds, like riding scooters through the middle of your class, which like actually happened. Um, so like, it was, it was awesome. It was a great way for us to get started. Uh, but it's hard. Uh, you like, there's no way to standardize that experience. You know, it rains someday. You can't have a class, whatever it might be. But over the winter, um, we, we knew that that wasn't going to work. We need, knew we need, we need some type of heaters and all these things that you just can't roll out to a public park. So we just tried to find a list of wedding venues that would otherwise be empty. Ah. Uh, and we were like, Hey, I'm not going to pay you what a wedding's going to pay you, but I also know you're not having any weddings. Like, can we make this work? Um, and like, you know, I think COVID is like, everything is open now. Like people are just have an open mind. Cause like kind of every, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of these businesses have been, been really hard hit. And there was like, Hey, like, let's try it. So, uh, we found a wedding venue in Georgetown. That was our first location. And we bought some heaters and we just started, started hosting classes there in the middle of December. Um, and now here we are, we're, we're up to three or four venues now across the city, but, um, that's essentially been the kind of the playbook since then. Love it. Yeah. Cause I know, um, we had Sunny May on and I know they've been doing their hustle stuff over at Union stage over here at the wharf. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see like these venues that yeah, otherwise there wouldn't be anything happening there. So, well, why not host a fitness class? And I know that like 
pre-COVID, I know like, you know, Echo Stage and I think Kennedy Center, I know they've hosted events. So yeah, why not? Uh, why not you guys, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And we've definitely found two, some businesses where it's synergistic. So like one of the places that we're at right now is Upper West Side Cafe and plug for them. They have phenomenal brunch and drinks and everything, but it's one of those things that they're really trying to grow their cafe um, and bring people to the space. And it's on second floor. So it may not be like everyone might not see it as they walk by. Um, okay. So being able to have things where it's kind of symbiotic uh, has been yeah. really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Upper West Side Cafe, shout out to them. What, oh, so good. <laughs> is it? What's, what's your go-to order there? The hummus. The hummus. The hummus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the Brussels sprouts also were okay. great. They're bomb. Nice. So besides good food, what else do you look for in terms of like, you know, creating a relationship like that? Yeah, I think, I think it's like location, quality of the space are super important to us. I think one of the things that's super important is like, as Kara mentioned, like if we're, it's just a better partnership when we're driving some benefit to their core business. So like a hotel, like it's, you know, you got to have something interesting, like all hotels kind of seem the same. So like providing that experience, it's like really unique. It's like, Oh, I can go to a yoga class here. Like there are people here. Like this isn't like a ghost town. It's like really helps them. And from what we've, when we chat with them about like activating their space and there's value there. Um, and then, you know, ultimately like, does it make sense as a fitness space? Like, is it, can we, is it cover things like that? But um, we found that there's, a, there's a bunch of these spaces and we hope that this continues post COVID in terms of, you know, it's just using spaces when they otherwise wouldn't be used to kind of help empower these fitness creators and, you know, open yeah. things up to the community. So now we're moving out of the pandemic, knock on wood, hopefully. Um, outdoor fitness classes, are they here to stay? Um, I think somewhat. I think we will, we will personally keep doing um, definitely some classes outside. Um, we started talking to some of our users who were like, what do you want after the pandemic? And the first thing they say is like, don't take away my rooftop yoga class. And I like, mean, <laughs> it's hard to pass up roof here in DC. I mean, I know you guys have only lived here for, for a short period of time, but anything on a rooftop in DC is, is money. Yeah. It could be, yes. I mean, you know, rooftop, like, you know, nail clipping and people, oh my God. people are there for it. I promise you. We got a view of the Capitol building. Oh man, I am so in. Wow. Yes. Nail clipping is the next market, actually. I don't know <laughs> how you do that. You guys are do nail clipping DC. Yeah, that's 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 it. I mean, people are a sucker for a good rooftop in DC. Like, I wish I could open up Big League on like a rooftop. I mean, that, yes. that would be that would be that would be great because people love a rooftop. Like yes. POV. I mean, POV. I love POV at like the um, the W Hotel. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that makes sense. People don't want to give up their their rooftop yoga classes for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think we'll definitely move inside. Um, more details to come. But I, I think that there's a way for us to keep doing what we do inside and kind of power, keep powering like this class of entrepreneurial instructors kind of do their own thing and, you know, give them access. And like, as we were going down this journey, and we were just like learning about like what it's like to open up a space and like, it's just such a it's such a, it's, it's just almost impossible to do as like an individual instructor. And like the fact that some people have been able to kind of do it themselves is, is so impressive, but man, I just like, we just think that there's so much opportunity when we reduce the barriers to entry and 
you don't have to spend, you know, half a million dollars, you know, opening a space. Cause that's just, it just, that's just so prohibitive for so many people. Oh yeah. No, I, I, uh, I know what you're talking about as I, I am uh, currently going through the, uh, the commercial real estate process right now. And uh, yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not one where, you know, you can just show up and sign a lease. It's yeah. You got to be able to afford some pretty hefty rents here in DC, which is, which is unfortunate. Um, Cause yeah, it does, it does pre- create a barrier for entry. Um, Cause I think there are a lot of great fitness concepts out there that, yeah, or, or just, I mean, just fitness, just businesses that, you know, don't get the opportunity that you know they might you know be able to get somewhere else which is you know the cost of doing business here in dc unfortunately so yes yes so as as much as we can reduce that and make it easier for people is is our goal nice now talk about on the flip side with you know starting up a, a fitness you know company here and getting people to show up you know, what, what, what went into that? Cause yeah, yeah, you can get the instructors and yes, they have some reach, but like at the end of the day, you got to get people to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for us, um, I kind of, the, the story here is like, we find that like, there's a lot of people come for the instructor, but there's also like a huge portion of our customers come from referrals. Um, like, re- like refer a friend is like our most used feature on our site. Um, and that is just, it's just so much of the business comes from that. And then just like a look, like some of it comes from like Instagram things like that, but almost all of it is like word of mouth from just people coming to class and enjoying their experience. Um, and then instructors, you know, bringing their audiences. So um, we, in so far as we have existed so far, we have not really done any advertising uh so far except for today this is your except first for today <laughs> no. foray this is your first foray yeah although this I is just, like i feel like this this is pretty like i don't know i don't want to say mild but like uh it's not like a a facebook ad yes <laughs> yes i know no this is exciting this is our first step in not just being an egg and like the the back end to an instagram page so we're yeah. we're uh we're excited uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't know who you guys were until yeah. you guys reached out to me. Which, which honestly, though, when when you build a business, is is kind of what you want, though. Am I right? We also like want the instructors to shine. Um, I think that a lot of models, it's like built around an individual individual instructor, and they kind of bring people under their wings and create a brand, which is amazing. We want to empower people to do that. So kind of like sit in the background and just make sure everything is going smoothly because that's not as much our game. And that's why we're trying to support them to do. And I promise if I taught a class, it'd be horrible. It'd but be the worst class you've ever taken. Word on the street, <laughs> black market spin class led by him. I'll definitely, oh. I can definitely get you an invite. Oh, like, wow. I'll, yeah, I'll look into that. It'll, it'll be a black market spin class Nobody led by Justin. For it. <laughs> yeah, He's I'm not in, certified, I, so yeah. that's why we can't be putting it out. <laughs> yeah, no. Not certified. Yeah. It's all right. It's a non-certified spin class. Um, yes. Don't worry. For anyone listening to this, don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is fake. And this is Tara trying to bite back at me because she was just trying to work her way up to the back okay, of the, sure. the front and flywheels. Sure. Just, uh, oh, man. It might be a duel. It might be a tandem. Break. I mean, I would like to see probably just the two of you host a fitness class together. Yeah. I think that would be I think that would be the ideal situation. And yeah. then you guys could be dueling instructors. Yes. And then we could see 
you know who's who's superior when it comes. Oh to yeah, <laughs> and at the end we vote who is. Superior. I feel like I feel yeah. like it would be Kara, but I don't know. Thank Justin. you. It would definitely be Kara. I would. <laughs> I'd be either too out of breath, or like I don't know. I I don't know how to. I don't know how to be encouraged, like be like nice and encouraging. Like I like my years of football, it would just yeah. be like, all right, well, just do it, do it faster or whatever. And I feel like that would not be. What does the O line specific fitness class look like? Yeah, what would what would an offensive lineman fitness yeah. class look like? Oh my God, it'd be horrible. <laughs> um, if there was, there'd be no running. No zero. Um, there would be even for warm up. No, there'd probably be like some lifting. They'd just be like super heavy. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the O line workout is not a workout. It's like eating and lifting. Yeah. I was just gonna say there would definitely be a, a portion um, where who would you, you'd have to see who could consume the most calories. Competitive exactly. eating it turns into a literal hot yeah. dog eating competition. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. we could definitely sign up for for hot dog for a hot dog eating contest. That would be yes. that would be that would be it pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, 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 I'm down for that. Now, um, do you guys take the classes? Hell yeah. Big fan. Like it. Like it. Yeah. So so now, what, what are the classes you guys offer? Because I saw on the website, you guys have like six maybe classes? Yeah. So we've, we offer yoga, hit, spin, and Pilates right now. Uh, okay. Yoga sculpt. sculpt. Yoga sculpt. Yoga sculpt, yeah. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and so you guys have, so you guys are offering those three classes. Are there plans to add more classes? I mean, those are like the three main ones. Um, and then you'll add like an offensive lineman eating contest in there <laughs> as well. Yeah. Right. Yes, we will. Uh, that and we've gotten some requests for uh, aquatic, some something in the water, like aquatic aerobics. So <laughs> insurance costs go way up there. Yeah, so yeah. We'll probably pool, but, pool costs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Pool, and pool finding costs. a pool is also tricky. For Prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, right. One that we're definitely interested in is dance as well. There's dance. All right, nice. People love dance. I people being me also. Um. And there's so many of these like certifications, Zumba and people running their own dance businesses. So yeah. that's another one that would be great. So, so Kara, what classes do you take? Um, honestly, all of them, <laughs> but yes, I love, I love a good hit class. Love a good, I honestly love all of them. Um, I think that it all depends on like what the day is too. If you're looking for something a little bit more like chill vibes, if you're all over the place, which happens to me quite often and you just want to go to a yoga class, like that's that's probably what you need that day. Um, so yeah, I think it, it also just depends on the day. Justin, what about you? Um, I, I am open to everything. I love all of our, I love all of our classes equally. I will say I have a, spe there's a special place in my heart for Shavasana. It's one of my favorites. Nice. Arthur Shavasana, Arthur Saturday Shavasana mornings. One of our, one of our OG instructors. I will, that, that Shavasana really gets me. It's my favorite, oh, yeah? favorite part of the week. Why, why is that? I don't know. It's just so relaxing. And there's always a story with Ar Arthur always tells a story. Um, in class and then he closes it with shavasana it's just it's just like yeah explain explain what sh shavasana is to our our listeners 
it's the it's the nap at the end of the yoga class. It's the uh, corpse pose is corpse the more pose. Yes. official yes. description. Yes, Arthur also has the voice like an NPR per <laughs> like he gets that feedback a lot. Like he should be in radio. So it's uh, very, yeah, so you might want to recruit him for your pod also. <laughs> well, well, there you go. If I if I need a if I need a, a guest host, he might he might be the guy. Someone to yes. fill in for me. Now that we're we're getting up there, I might need to uh, sub out for a few a few episodes and and let Arthur, who I have no idea who he is, um, host the show, which which would be which would definitely which would definitely be which would definitely be good. Yeah. Um, so now, what would you say? To, who is the average participant in one of your classes? You know, uh, who's the average person in in these classes? It's tough for us to say because I think we haven't we've been very unintentional in being, you know, semi unbranded. And, you know, we have instructors who, you know, all roughly come from the same network as we've grown through referrals. But I think the thing is like, there's no, there's no like one archetype. Um, we find that there are like men, women, all, like all different types of people come to our classes. Um, we've had people who are like 80, we've had people who are 15, or 18, like who come to classes. So like we are at the whole, with the whole spectrum of people. And like, as we've grown, our goal is to be able to like serve everyone and help everyone find whatever it is that they, they're looking for. What about on the instructor side? Who is the, you know, what are the, like the ideal qualities of an outfit instructor? Yeah, so I think the big thing for us is like, is like the passion, passion for teaching. And I think we, there's a lot of self-selection that happened with, with us because you ultimately had to like, you have to be such a self-starter to kind of like do this and like get up and teach a yoga class and a, on a 30 degree day in the middle of the winter. Um, and like, there's just like such a strong self-starter mentality. Uh, people who really like to build their community um, and are really focused on that. We like everyone, like our instructors, like they're just, just the way that they, they bring people together. It's like our, the class, the outfit instructor is not someone who like just shows up and teaches the classes and leave. It's like people who are really focused on kind of building our own community and bringing people together um, is really the, the archetype we've seen. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the ability to connect with people and create that community. I mean, I think that's, that's really where, you know, gyms or fitness program, whatever it is, workouts, solidify themselves. Cause I think there are so many options for workouts out there, whether it's CrossFit, boot camp, uh, spin class, yoga, you know, whatever it might be, trampoline classes, hot dog eating contests. Um, you know, there, there's always, um, you know, there's always something for people to do, but it's, it's, how do you create, how do you connect with people? How do you create those relationships that want people to, cause I think at the end of the day, people just want to be seen. That's the biggest thing. People just want to be seen and heard and, being in a workout class is really tough for a lot of people, you know, whether you're, you know, you've never worked out before, whether you're, you know, you feel like you're weak, maybe you feel like you're overweight, maybe you aren't an, an athlete, uh, you know, people really struggle with the concept of being in concept of working out and also being in a, in a group fitness class. Um, what are some of the ways you guys handle that? I don't want to say stigma, but like that notion of, like, hey, this can be intimidating. Yeah, I think for for us, 
I think part of it is in the in the branding and that we are not in your face. We're not the hyper peak performance, like, you know, this will change your life. It's the best workout ever. It's like, whatever the thing is that makes you motivated, like we don't decide that for you. Some people come to class because like, I just like seeing other humans and I've been locked away in the pandemic. And then other people come to class because they're like, I want to like, be so tired. I don't, I don't want to be able to move at the end of this class. And like, whatever that thing is, it's like, that's okay. And I think there's some things also we do um, that we're like really proud of on the back end to like, to help encourage us. And like for our instructors, we, you know, we tell them like, Hey, this is somebody's first class. This is, you know, somebody's 20th class and things like that. And helping like kind of use, use some of that information we have to kind of build that community and like particular, like, Hey, like this is your first class. How can I help you set up? And like our instructors always are like on point about it. And they like, they get a class roster and they see it's somebody's first class. It's like, they will go walk everyone through everything. And they're just so good about that. And it's like the instructor, like just really taking that onus is the thing that we found that like really creates that, that environment. There's nothing like, there's nothing special other than like the instructor is really like welcoming people in. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you show up to a fitness class and like you look around for the first time, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter what it is. And you look around and everyone knows what what they're doing. Everyone knows what they're doing and you're the odd person out without, without a doubt. And you just like, look around and you're like, everyone's running a million miles an hour, lifting all the weights in the gym, whatever it might be. And you're like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do? And you know, being, again, it goes back to being seen, like, like let that instructor see you and, and, and help you. And, and as a result, you, you, you know, it, it ends up being a, a much better experience. And then, and then, like you said, down the road at the 20th class, like, Hey, congrats, you've done 20 classes. You, Hey, you've done 50, you've done a hundred. And, and that's how I think, you know, you get people to buy in long-term, you know, that's how you, you get them to, you know, keep coming back, uh, you know, regardless of regardless of the workout it's just they want to be around their friends they be around people who who understand them and see them so i think that's a super powerful thing absolutely yeah especially in a world where you could work out for free like more now more than ever like you can just turn on a laptop at home and work out for free so there's got to be that like people are paying for the human connection the value the reason people show up is that human connection um and i think like now more than ever is the right time to lean into that and People just need to like, it's been a rough year. I, sw- I swear there are people who came in here last year who just want to get out of the house. Yeah. They're like, my back's fine, but I just wanted to come in and see you. Like, like, like it's, you know, it's one of those things where people just wanted to, you know, get out of the house and, and be around people. And, and, you know, we were lucky that we were able to, you know, provide them with some, you know, human interaction. But, but I mean, I, so I'm sure you guys saw that too, or, or, you know, experienced it also. Like I, I know I experienced it too. Like when I, got a chance to see friends and family in the last year, it was like, Oh, wow, this is, this is nice. I haven't seen you in a year or eight months or whatever it is. So, you know, being able to provide people that I think is uh, very important, you know, cause I think otherwise you're going, people are getting cooped up in their, you know, studio apartments here in DC for, oh, yeah. you know, months on end and, and, you know, you go crazy, you go crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we experienced it firsthand. We love like the people that come to our classes, like we've become friends with them. Um, and so being able to like see them consistently or see that they're on the roster has been a real joy for us as well. Um, so I think it goes completely both ways. Now, as we 
continue to move out of the pandemic again knock on wood knock on wood uh, yeah and no, I'm, I'm, I'm not counting my chickens before they, ca- they hatch yet uh, but uh, people have been like we said have been locked up in their apartment for the last year right uh, a lot of them haven't worked out you know forget the social aspect of it people haven't worked out uh, what are you guys doing to make sure people you know don't just jump right back into a fitness class for the first time in a year and are able to you know you know they're and they're able to do you know what they want to uh, hopefully accomplish yeah, I think that's super important. And I think one of the things we, we're we really thinking about that for two ways is like, one, it is like, it seems it like, it, it always seems silly to me when people were like, let me know if that, if like there are modifications, like things like that. I'm like, I don't know, like, like you showed up to class, like, yeah, you should be able to do the whole thing. And like, like I, I appreciate like now more than ever, like, especially post football, like you gotta, like those matter. And like the instructors who really lean into that matter a lot. And that's something we're really excited to help facilitate and and help instructors with that. And I think the other portion is, and we've like tried to stray away from like being specific about classes and things like that, but we definitely are more and more incorporating. um, Can we have like a beginner class? Can we have something that's purposely open two people who have never done this thing and like, you know, open it up. Um, and have seen like, that's just something people, people really value. Um, along with, um, I think the last thing is we're, we're super excited to kind of use our community to help guide people is, um, we, we now have like difficulty and like, you can see how difficult the class is on our, on our site. Cause every instructor is a little bit different, uh-huh. kind of a little bit like Peloton, right. Where you can, you know, you get all this data to like help find the perfect workout for you. And we're, we're really excited to lead into that aspect too. Nice. Nice. Did you guys do virtual classes also? We, we don't, we haven't so far. Um, we are like really focused on nailing the, the in-person thing. We, when we asked our members, it was like, do you guys want virtual classes? And they're like, guys, like, I like found you. I drive 25 minutes every day to come in person. Like, please just continue to nail this in-person thing. Give me more options. So we're focused on that right now. But as yeah. time goes on, we'll certainly begin to support that. I think I, I think that makes sense. I think people really still value the in-person connection. And I think you're seeing, obviously, the rise of Peloton and virtual classes and I mean, I see it on, on the PT side with, with, you know, telehealth appointments and, and, you know, it seems like every new startup is coming out with a virtual option and like, yes, that's there. That's nice. But people still value the brick and mortar, the, the, the in-person experience that is, is going to be here long-term so that even though technology is improving, I, I, I still think that you just can't beat the experience of, you know, being there in person in a class in in person or you know for myself being at in person for a session you know i think i think that you can't it's hard you can't beat that yeah it's it's education in a way right where it's like like i guess we all could have gone to virtual school our whole lives but there's some something valuable to having a person there who is coaching you and is motivated thank god we didn't do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Things would not have turned out well. Yeah. yeah. Especially for things like modifications and stuff. I think that it's really, really helpful to be able to be in person and be like, lift your arm this way or bend your leg this way. Um, and I think that I can speak on behalf of a few corporate 
kids when I want to throw Zoom away sometimes. I just want to throw the whole thing away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, Zoom was definitely a uh, quarantine thing that now I, I mean, I've done all my episodes of the podcast through Zoom here, which has been great. Yeah. But I don't think I ever want to go on another Zoom call that isn't exactly. related to move the district again. Exactly. Uh, that right. I got, I got invited to a Microsoft Teams meeting last week. I didn't even know what Microsoft Teams was. I never even, I, 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 I logged in, I, I opened up my email. I thought it was a phone call. So I, I go to like, I'm waiting there for the phone call. And, and then I like open up the email and I like look through, I'm like, oh, Microsoft Teams. This is kind of, I guess it's kind of embarrassing, but uh, yeah, I didn't know what Microsoft Teams was. I had to download Microsoft Teams. And by the time I logged into Microsoft Teams, the guy who I was supposed to be talking to had already logged off. Oh, <laughs> devastating. They yeah, don't make like, it easy. Yeah, I was like, well, that backfired on me. listening. <laughs> well, that, I was like, well, that backfired. Uh, but yeah. So then I instantly deleted Microsoft Teams and I have never used it again. So nice, there you go. as you there, should. There you go. Uh, all right, so we're getting down to the last few minutes here, guys. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you, uh, personal ones. Uh, what? Uh, what's the last book you guys read? Oh, God. Um, I think it was the, this amazing book. I think it was the Ben Horowitz's sequel to the hard thing about hard things. Um, it's a great book about like the, the trials and tribulations of building a company and like, like Mike, I'm sure you've experienced a lot of this. It's like, it's like, it's like eating glass. It's so painful. It's, so <laughs> it's very painful. Every single yes. day. Um, but like, you know, it's worth it at the end of the day, but it, it just yeah. like, it's just like so many of these like real stories of like, all right, like this, my company, his company had like ended up going public when they had like four days of cash left and they were going to have to go bankrupt and things like that. Like, you know, it's sometimes you see all these shiny stories about like fancy companies and it's like, just seems like the road to success, but like, it's really hard. Yeah, we're not Uber, right? Yeah, or oh, yeah. Oh, who'd say Uber had it easy either? But uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's right. Kara, what about you? I only read code now, so I can't even remember the last book I read. <laughs> so I'll just say one of my favorite books, or I guess series, is the Three Body Problem trilogy. It's about okay. like why we haven't found extraterrestrial life and like what that would look like if it were to exist. Why haven't we? Why haven't we found extraterrestrial life? It would be. I mean, that you you can't say you can't like say that and then not explain. Mutual <laughs> destruction. Like, if one finds the other, you would like have to eliminate them before they eliminate you. I don't want to spoil it. Wow. Read the okay. book. That, that might have this might have to be another episode of the podcast. <laughs> we oh, can wow. do a deep dive. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what's the last thing you guys watched on TV? Oof. The, the TV budget has like, it has went from when the, the pandemic started, uh, is when it went from like, a I didn't even know the most TV I've ever watched in my life to almost zero now, but I do make time every week to watch the, the new Marvel shows on Disney plus. Okay. Um, the, the Falcon one was great. The one before that with Wanda was, was awesome. Vision. I made mean, these people seem like normal humans, but it's like amazing theatrical work. Like it. Like it. Um, Detroit pizza or New York pizza? Oh, Detroit. Definitely Detroit Definitely pizza. Detroit. Yeah. And Detroit 5,000 times above Chicago. Not Ooh. even. 
Those but are how you're eating like I don't even know. It's it's not pizza. It's, it's just a not. loaf of bread. It is. <laughs> All right. So I will respectfully disagree about the New York pizza, but uh, as a New Yorker, I will I will oh, okay. respectfully disagree. But I do okay. love me some Detroit style pizza. What's your go-to Detroit style pizza here in DC? I'm a I'm a big Emmys fan. Um, yeah. Actually, I had the Emmys for the first time in Nashville. Um, wow, real Detroit style. Oh, pizza. Yeah, they they. It's like, it's as good as the actual stuff. It's like as good as the good. the top the Close top to place buddies. in Detroit. Close yeah. To so really I was like, what's the Detroit? What's your go to in, in Detroit for when I come in Detroit? Or Shields, yeah. Buddies, but, buddies, yeah. both. Well, you guys grew up right there with each other, yeah. so yes. buddies. All right. I think Fair. the thing that we can agree on though is that Jersey people think they have the best pizza, and I think that we can just all agree that that's yeah, not like, the case. I've never heard of. I think that they really can calm down about that. Yeah, Jersey pizza, Jersey bagels. Like I don't understand. As a person who was born in New Jersey and raised on Long Island, I will have to uh, respectfully disagree with you. No! Oh, no. <laughs> I thought we had that wow, at least. Wow. Damn. Sorry, guys. That's in the chat. You, okay. you guys that. I mean, I'm, I'm down for making fun of New Jersey people, but... Okay, uh, um, but not their pizza. No, New Jersey, New Jersey has, has great... New Jersey has great pizza. Uh, yeah. New York's got better pizza. Um, <laughs> but, okay, but, well... Yeah, Jersey does good hot dogs. That's what they do. Okay. Shout out! I didn't know that. Shout out to Ru- shout out to Rutt's Hut, best hot dogs in America. Okay. Rutt's Hut. Rutt's Hut in Clifton, New Jersey. Yes. The hot dogs must be good with that name. Rutt's Hut. Yeah. It's, oh, it's been around for decades. Um, yeah, way back in the day, my my grandfather used to deliver like the bread to Rutt's Hut. Wow. Um, but they're they're known for their their hot dog is called the Ripper. Now we're really getting deep dive here. Uh, okay. the, they deep fry their hot dog and uh, the skin rips in the middle. And that's why I call it the ripper. Wow. It's delicious. Wow. I will, I will try that the yeah. next time I'm in the city. There you go. Um, what's now, I, um, Kara, I know you, you're still new to the city here, but you know, Justin, how long have you been here in DC for? Um, almost two years. Two years. So <clears throat> what's one thing that you think everybody should experience here in DC? Mm. that isn't like walking around the mall you gotta give me something better than that (laughs) i personally am a huge fan right near you um salt line ah dinner look at you you must have listened to the podcast or may like that really like nice 70 degree weather hard to beat i like it yes navy yard on the water in May, because come July when it's 95 degrees, it's not as enjoyable. Oof. Yes. Those days yeah, la- last year, we, uh, my girlfriend Megan and I, we were like, oh, this is going to be the summer of picnics and being in the park. And uh, we did that from like May through June and then July hit and we were like, oh, it's really hot. I don't think we can just sit out here and hang out. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, shout out to the Salt Line, the, uh, the best burger in, uh, in DC. I'm just going to keep saying that every episode. <laughs> uh until they recognize me uh what are your guys' <laughs> thoughts best burger best burger in dc seeking sponsorships <laughs> what so what's the, what's the best burger in dc while we're on the topic here that's a good one i'll give yeah. another shout out to the um the grill in the wharf the grill burger yeah okay. um they uh they have a really good burger um it's not, it's like a steak restaurant. So you kind of, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a little fancy. It's a fancy burger. 
Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it is a really good burger. That was my like treat back when I had my corporate job and work was paying. That was the that was the go to. It was gotcha. amazing. Okay, and Kara, you have a you have a say. Food thing to do. Burger, burger. What were oh, saying? God. What's the best I burger? No, I have no say. Uh, I like Dukes. Okay, the old standby. I think yeah. that's probably the most popular choice. Classic. That's probably yeah. the most popular choice. Can't Fair go enough. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the the my Detroit style pizza place is uh, Side Door. Ooh, Side Door That's here in Navy Yard. Side Door Navy yeah. Yard. They they were legit. I thought they were better than Emmys. Emmys was a little too corporate for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, Side Door uh, is a real size pizza. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, we are out of time, guys. If people want to take a class, they want to connect with you guys, find you on social media uh, and out there in the interweb. Uh, where can they find you all? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at OutfitClassCC, um, our website, OutfitClass.com, um, or you can uh, email us, uh, Justin at OutfitClass.com or Kara at OutfitClass.com. Boom, perfect. Thank you guys for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely be talking soon. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.